Welcome to the Self-Made Mind Podcast. We'll be bringing you real-life, honest conversations with some of the world's elite performers, from sporting athletes to millionaire CEOs and everyone in between. Success leaves clues. And it's now our mission to deliver these stories so you can start writing your own self-made script. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Mind podcast, sponsored by The Turmeric Co. My name's Alex O'Keefe. And I'm Craig Billington. And yet we're on to episode four. We're on to series two, episode four. And this week's guest is a chap called Lee Houghton. He is a children's book author, a business improvement coach, and just an all-round lovely chap in all honesty. Um, like I say, we, we cover a lot of a lot of angles on, on the pod, don't we, Bill? But yeah. they're not always well-known names. A lot of them are unsung heroes with great stories to tell. This one was certainly one of those, my friend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, some of the, you look at some of the people we've had on the podcast and, and you'd think, who is this guy mm. um, to give me advice or give me some sort of knowledge and to be fair it's an hour worth listening to yeah <laughs> it is yeah you know it, like i say we um it's just one of those natural conversations but full of like little really informative knowledgeable little yes. drops in there so you know he's got a great story about uh one of his best friends called chris who um unfortunately got diagnosed with a terminal illness and it taught him three taught him three things about his different perspective on life that you know now he now he was basically on his deathbed so you know it's something that lee talks about and now he uses it in his own own life and career so Mm. um yeah really really great chat and like i say it's a it's one not to be missed so anyway, we how are you, how are you doing, Billy? How's your week been, pal? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, lockdown measures have uh, eased a little bit. Uh, you can go out a bit more now, I think. So yeah. you know, the world is opening up again, and it's it's nice to see. Yeah, yeah. there's um there's there's the queuing out of the door at the barbers. Yeah, Everyone you drive yeah. past. <laughs> nah. The the beer gardens are getting full. So mate. For looking up and yeah. um podcast wise with last week we spoke to um a bitcoin millionaire yeah uh, which is which is to come this time we're, we've got a property expert lined up to speak here we've got oh quite a lot of stuff so yeah we're, we're looking to really add, add value to people who listen to this and you know as well as it being a bit of a bit of fun as well but just to offer some proper value to to our listeners so Definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, here we go then. This is um, series two, episode four, Lee Houghton. Let's do it. Right, we've got another very special guest with us. We're joined by Lee, Lee Houghton. Uh, myself and Billy are here. Welcome to you, Lee. Oh, thanks very much, Alex, and thanks very much, Craig. Oh, this is a, this is an absolute pleasure. I've never been so called a special guest before, so I, I feel quite uh, I feel quite good now, actually. Thank you. It's a strong right. start from you. That's all right, mate. Yeah, it's um, 
It's only going to go go uphill as well from here. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've, you've set the bar now. I've got I've got really high expectations now. Come on then. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a yeah. You know, thank you for uh, you know share, sharing your time with us, mates. We, we yeah. appreciate it, first of all. And um, yeah, um, Lee, we just like to ask you, mate. You know, we talk we talk to people about going through setbacks and stuff in in the careers. I mean. I think as a world right now, we're going through the biggest setback uh, in in probably in history. So, how are you? How are you doing? First of all, oh yeah, no, th- thanks for asking, Alex. I think it's been it has been a challenge the last twelve months um, because as a business, what we uh, we've been we used to deliver stuff face to face in businesses and stuff, and we had to learn how to deliver it virtually. Mm. But I just think from so that's on a business perspective, but on a personal perspective, I think it's just this this dealing with change as a as as a nation and as people, we're not very comfortable with change, and I think this is everybody is required to change. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and they said, "What's one tip you would give um, everybody?" And I said, "Well, um, next tomorrow when you wake up, brush your teeth with the opposite hand." And they were like, what? I said, brush your teeth with your opposite hand. And they, they give very similar look to what you, you've just given there, Alex. And the reason why I said that is because that would feel different. That would feel awkward. And that is the, probably the smallest change you can do. So if you start small, then change becomes easier. And I think, I wish I'd have been telling people that 12 months ago. I've, I've kind of waited 12 months to tell people that. So it's probably a bit late in, in terms of advice. But that's what I would definitely recommend because you, people need to become more comfortable with change um, because it's, it's been a proper challenge for a lot of people, a lot of people. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Yeah. So people listen, start um, brushing your teeth with, with your opposite hand, first of all, and and everything everything else will fall into place. Yeah. For some, for some people that might just be actually start brushing your teeth. So that might be the change that's required. Yeah. Yeah. For others. Yeah. Start brushing it with the opposite hand. Uh, One one small step at a time. One small step at a time. Yeah. No, it's good, mate. Like you say, it's a bit a big part of life is 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 being able to change and adapt, which is uh, something you you're talking about there. It's very important. So, mm. yeah, it's good advice, mate. Really good advice. Thanks um, very much. So, Alex, quick question for you. How yeah, often yeah. You, how often do you change the colour of your hair? <laughs> um, I've had this. I've had it like this for about three years now, Lee. Have you? Three years, yeah. For anyone that's you know listening, it's um. Like a silvery, sort of grey colour. Yeah, and so, apart from that time, you changed it to blue. But we'll oh, we will remember bloody, that, will we? Oh bloody hell! You brought it up now. Yeah, <laughs> you might. Yeah, well, we might as well quickly mention that, Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, do you know what? When you just you just think, you know, what, I'm going to try something different, and I don't care. I don't care what people think. So I went to my barber and I said, right, I'm going to try something different here. Right, and he got me like a little colour palette out. So I like the colour blue. So I thought, right, yeah, yeah, go on, we'll go for a blue colour. And um, about, about an hour later when uh, all is said and done, um, looked like a Smurf, basically. <laughs> and it looked like a Smurf. And I, I changed it within a few days, but within that, three-day period when I couldn't get back into Barbers, me and Billy had a football game. So I had to, I had to, play, I had yeah. to, I had to play with it. Uh, <laughs> I, told, I told everyone it were a bet, to be fair. 
Yeah, yeah, as, as you would. No, perfect. perfect. I, I mean, because I do have her envy from both of you, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to call that. Yeah. So, uh, Craig, you've got a lovely head of her. What's your secret? Uh, no, <laughs> I've not been able to go to hairdressers, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, normally, it's uh, I grow it quite longer than this. I've been, you know, it stopped growing, I think. So, yeah, I've, I've had that problem as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'll see how we can uh, see how long we can just grow it for, and then once lockdown's over, I'll uh, I'll get it all cut off. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> At least you've still got a strong beard, you know. For anyone that can't see, like you've got a strong beard there. Still. Oh, yeah. I mean, from from the from the lip down, honestly, uh, like like a gorilla. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one yeah. thing. I I can't grow a beard, so you're very lucky. Yeah. Thank you. No. Movember is a no-go for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh. Right, Lee. We're um you know, obviously the reason we've got you on here, mate, is is to to get your story. Yeah. Um so if you could, you know, share that with us, mate, from from your childhood to, to the present day, mate, in a bit of a compressed version for us, if you can. Uh, I'll try my best as compressed as possible. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I've been reflecting quite a lot um, recently about me, about my journey, about my story, about what I do now. Mm. And I was always that kid in class that was that was too shy to put their hand up to answer a question, even if I knew the answer. When when it was like um, the creeping death in like in English, and everybody would have to read um, read a sentence. Yeah. They'd, they'd, they'd get around and I'd be, I wouldn't be focusing on the words I needed to read. I'd be focusing on, on seven people to go, six people to go, five people to go and building myself up really anxious. And, and I would go bright red in the center of class. And, and so I would feel like everybody was, uh, was, was looking at me. And so that was, that was the child that I was like a really nervous, shy child. And people that, that see me now, I tell this story to them and they're going, oh, yeah, nonsense, absolute nonsense. But for the last X number of years, it's been a right journey with my confidence. And what I've started to do now is to try, start to try to help people build their confidence because of my journey. So my mum, in fact, actually, behind me, um, behind my mum and dad's house, there's a wall about, about six foot tall. I always used to remember climbing to the top of that, sat, sitting on the top of that, sitting next to my mates, and they'd be jumping down and climbing back up again, and I'd just be watching them do that. And at the end of, at the end of my mum calls in for our tea, and I say, Mum, can you, can you help me down, please? Because I was, I was too frightened to jump. And then two years ago... I, uh, I skydive from fifteen thousand feet. So, um, mm-hmm. the the confidence journey has been has been a massive one. So, so, I wanted to start with that because I started DJing when I was eighteen years old, and I remember doing my first one, a girl's eighteenth birthday party. So, being a being a lad of eighteen, um, DJing at a girl's eighteenth birthday party, I thought all my Christmases have come at once. <laughs> uh, me, me and my mate were with her, and I pressed play on the track, and then then something came over me this 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 feeling that I got exactly like when I was in class and I thought I can't I can't talk on the microphone so I I like I moved to the side and and I hid behind the speaker and I I did my introduction and the first two songs hid behind the speaker because of this this feeling inside but then over time I became more and more confident just like step by step and what I've tried to do is 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 used those lessons and learning throughout my whole of my career to this point now where I'm, I'm trying to help more and more people become more confident in what they do. So typically I've got a business two years ago set up with a guy called Jason. We are business improvement people. So helping people make their businesses better uh, by um, 
improving the productivity and delighting the customers and all of that stuff. That's the, the typical management consultant stuff. But there's a real human element that I think we're using our experience and, and lessons. Um, and it's kind of culminated to this point from, from the journey that I've been on over the last year. So I've had a really random journey. I've been a DJ. I've been an internet marketer. Um, as you know, I've written five children. Oh, I've written five children's books. Uh, one of them that, that you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, I've um, had a bouncy castle business. I've honestly, I've done so so many random things. But the one thing that's been constant is is this this improvement thing. Uh, started as business improvement, but now it's turned to like people and business improvements. Um, and and really, I think about two and a half years ago, that was probably the the time that was the biggest impact on my life. Uh, am, am I all right just to digress just a little bit? Of course you can, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. No, no, thank Perfect. you. So how, how long have you two known each other? Oh, Bill, well, uh, back, no back, back, when, back when we were uh, probably about, wow, 10 years ago, we played for Brighouse Town together, but we didn't really yeah. know each other that well. And it's up until, what, two years Last, now? Yeah, two years now, yeah. Two yeah. years have become good mates. Oh, perfect, perfect. And, and you've probably got like other circles of friends and other other friends and stuff. And and yeah. and and you've probably got friends that if you've not seen them for a week or you've not seen them for a month or a couple of months, that when you get back together, it's like that gap, that time wasn't there. Is that? Yeah. Could, yeah. Do, you, do you both know somebody? Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. So, so I've got one of them, a guy called a guy called Chris. And and two and a half years ago, I got a phone call. Um, to say that, that Chris had, um, had taken a turn for the worst. And that, so I was working on a client site in London and uh, I, was, I was advised to come home. So I got on the train, uh, got out of Preston train station, got in a taxi, got to the hospice where he was. And then I went in and his, um, his ex-partner was there, his sister was there, one of our other mates was there. And in, he was looking a lot paler than he was just a couple of days before when I left him. Um, so I sent everybody else away and um, said I would stay the night with him that night. And so I, I lay on the couch and I was like watching him and, and stuff. And what, what was uh, what, one thing that he asked us to do, actually, he asked us to put a, fo- a, pay, a post on Facebook to say, time, the time has come. Um, please comment with one picture and one memory. So, so for the night, all of these posts were coming on, on Facebook and I kept showing him and, and stuff like that. Anyway, so I lay, lay on the couch, 10 to 8 in the morning, my breakfast was due. So I got up and I went to the bathroom, I brushed my teeth and had a wash and then I, then I left the bathroom and I looked over at him and his chest expanded. And then, and then that was it. He chose in that moment to, uh, to take his last breath as I left the bathroom. And I was like, blooming heck. So I made a few phone calls. And in fact, actually, what was really spooky about that is when he was told he was terminal, and I promise it, it will get a bit more positive, this story, as we get oh, on. No, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> when he was told he was terminal, the consultant left the, uh, the, the, the hospital room, and I was the first person to walk in. And we had, a, we had this conversation. Um, and he went, do you, think, do you think I'll know when the time is, uh, is there? Because he, he had cancer, he had his, and it was his third bite of cancer that got him. And he went, do you think I'll know when the time's, when the time's coming? Because he lost his mum a, uh, a couple of years before, and we all believed that she chose the moment because of the certain family members that were around the bed and, and all of that stuff. And there was a nurse in the corner, and she said, she said, well, yeah, some people believe and some people don't believe that you can choose and, and stuff like that. And he went, he looked over at me, and he went, Lee, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you know when the time's coming, right? So 
I left the bathroom, his chest expanded, and he went. So for me, that's that's a bit too much of a coincidence. So I now believe, and I didn't believe before then, I now believe you might there's a potential opportunity that you get to choose um, when you take or when you decide to go. Right, mm-hmm. so that was that. And then I left the hospice um, and I sat outside on a bench just after making a phone call to a, to a few friends and a few family to tell them that it, that, it, that it'd gone. And I was reflecting on my life. And I've got two young kids. They were, they were four and two at the time. And I was thinking, you're a bloody fraudly. You're telling your kids every single morning that they can be whatever they want to be when they grow up. And, and you're not what you want to be. You're not the person you want to be. You're not doing the job you want to do. And, and then I got thinking about the, the three things that Chris told me. So I'm really grateful that I've had an opportunity to chat with Chris. So his name was Chris, sorry. Um, mm. That when he was, when he was, past, when he was um, terminal, he was going to come into a bit of money because he was extracting his pension and all of that stuff. And he had a house and he'd leaving it for his two kids. And he said, you've always wanted to be a consultant. You've always wanted to do improvement stuff. You always wanted to be your own boss. Let me set you up and let me give you a few grand to get you started. And I was like, no, no, I don't want any of that. What I'd love is like three lessons through your eyes when you're, because your perspective on life has changed. Because, and what I mean by his perspective on life has changed. Do you remember the uh, the Champions League final, the Gareth Bale final, when Gareth Bale beat Liverpool? So yeah, me, me and Chris... Liverpool fans. Oh, yes, yes, so am I. So I knew I liked <laughs> oh, you. Right, yeah. I knew I liked you. So and Chris, <laughs> and Chris was as well. So he brought his two boys around to my house and he was ill at the time, really really ill at the time, but he still drove. And at the end of my road, there's a there's a roundabout. And he said, he, he got to my my uh, my door, I opened the door, he went, you'll never guess what happened. I said, what, Chris? He said, um, he said when we uh, got to the roundabout, a car pulled out in front of us. I said, yeah, and what did you do? He went, I did nothing. So what do you mean you did nothing? Because Chris was always one of the people that'd flick the V's out of the window, follow the car to the to the drive of where they lived, and, 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 and honking the horn, really cool, bumper to bumper. Um, and he went, I did nothing. He went, well, because it doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter. I was like, well, well, no, it, it doesn't, but you, you've changed a little bit. And it was it was that that was stuck in my mind when he said, Let me give you a few grand. I was like, no, no, no. I want three lessons through your eyes. Now your perspective on life has changed. He was like, all right, I wish you'd have just asked for the money. That would have been easier. But full full credit to him, he thought about these things. So I went back to him um, um, probably a couple of weeks after that, and he went, right, Lee, I've got the first lesson for you. He said, um, he said when, me, when, when him and his ex-partner, or one of his ex-partners, were splitting up, he said, I tried to be somebody that, that I thought she wanted me to be, and I tried to be somebody who I thought that she would like. like. Mm. He went, it didn't make me happy. It didn't make her happy, and we still ended up splitting up. So he said, no matter what, just always be yourself. Always be yourself. And I was thinking, I was sat, I was sat outside that hospice at the time going, I'm not myself, I'm not doing what I want to do. And I, I think back now to, so you've got tattoos, the pair of you. I got my first tattoo probably about 10 years ago. And this is my first tattoo, right? I went into the tattoo artist and I said, I don't want it at me, uh, at me what's that called? Your wrist. I don't want it at my wrist. I want it a couple of inches d- down my arm because I'm really worried what other people are going to think of stereotype with, uh, with things. Uh, mm. And technically, I should really get that bit filled in, but that is a, that's because I've not always been myself because mm. I was more worried about what other people thought of me than, than that. So anyway, so that's, um, that was the first one, always be yourself. And I'll elaborate, elaborate a little bit more on that in a bit. And then went back a couple of weeks later and he went, got the second one. He said, every time you're working away, you, uh, you come back and you come and see me. One of our other friends rings us at 12 o'clock every single day and comes in an evening. He went, when we were growing up, so me and Chris, we knew each other since the age of one. 
Uh, we were next door but three neighbours. He was best man at my wedding, godfather to my daughter. Uh, our mums were best mates and all of that stuff. And, he, and we did, went to different schools, but we could have chosen different friends and different paths and we could have like fallen out. Um, but we didn't. He went, he went, no matter what, just make good friends because you never know when you're going to need them. Because if I'd have chosen different friends, they might not have been here with me now. That was mm. the second one. And then the third one, we went to watch the Foo Fighters at the Etihad Stadium literally about two or three weeks before he passed. And we were, eight of us went. Um, one car was, was him, his ex-partner, and their two, their, their two boys, and then four of us in another car. And on the way home from that, Chris's youngest lad said, is it too late for us to go to Anfield um, for, a, for a tour? Um, and go and see the stadium because so, they'd never been so they wanted to they wanted to go um, so that was a Thursday on the Sunday I'd arranged the tour with Liverpool and we went me Chris his two boys and my boy we went in the car and we had an amazing day we had ice creams outside we all bought Liverpool tops and uh, we had, bought, had food and drink and stuff and we sat in the car on the way back Chris's two boys behind and my boy behind behind me and he looked over at me and he went how many times could we have done this I said, well, yeah, probably loads of times. He went, yeah, we could have done it loads of times. Why did we wait till the time I was in a wheelchair? Why did we wait till the time that um, I couldn't stand up and go and sit in those old seats that you could all sit in? Um, he said, remember, time's limited, so act now. So then fast forward to when I'm sat outside St. Catherine's Hospice, the sun beating down, reflecting on my life, thinking you're not being who you want to be. Um, and I'm thinking, right, Chrissy's chest has just gone like that and then stopped. I went, right, that's, this now is the catalyst for my life. So it's with those three lessons that I've been trying to understand far more deeply because Chris had his reasons for those three things. And any time when I share those three things, people go, oh, yeah, I, I resonate with that, I resonate with that, and I resonate with that for their own individual reasons. But what I tried to do over the last two years is truly understand what they could mean to anybody. So always being yourself, you know that voice in your head? That, yeah, how, how many voices in your head have you got, Craig? A fair few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that might be the answer. Um, yeah. So that voice in your head, I think, is always being is is about always being yourself. So if you can understand what that voice in your head is saying to you, or you can control that voice in your head, that is what controls what happens in the outside world. Your thoughts drive your behaviour and all of that stuff. So I've gone really deep on that over the last two years. Making good friends is about relationships, connections. Chris meant it from me and a few other friends turning up every day and supporting him um, during his, when he, when he really needed it. But if you think about business, if you think about family, if you think about everything, it's all about connection, connection with people. So making good friends, you never know who you're going to need whenever you're going to need them. So make the most of every single relationship and make the most of every single connection. And then the third one, time is limited is those people really wind me up that say, I'm only going to, I'm going to start a diet or I'm going to get fitter on Monday or the start of next month or the start of the year or whatever. If you truly wanted to get better, why not start now? Why, why leave that gap in, in the middle of it? Yeah. Um, start, do something now. Like we said right at the start, brush your teeth with the opposite hand. There's nothing to stop you from doing that tomorrow rather than waiting until the week on Monday to start it. Mm. So those are the three lessons that he said. Um, always be yourself, make good friends, and time is limited. And I think those are the, found, those are the foundation for everything Everything that, that we do in a business now, everything that, that, that I deliver and everything that I talk about. Because I think whether you're in sales, whether you're in business, whether you just want to be the best person you can be, then I think it's being authentically you, mm. which has always been yourself, which starts with those thoughts in your head. 
Um, it's about building. It's like, it's like it, if you want to meet somebody in a bar, we can't do that at the minute. But if you wanted to meet somebody in a bar, you would all, you would be yourself. You would try then try to make good friends. Like try to find some common ground to chat through, and then uh, then you would act now. Maybe give them phone number or so, do you know what I mean? That type of thing. So what, whether it's making relationships, whether it's in business, in sales, or or whatever, those three things I think are the fundamental three things for success no matter what um we need what whatever whatever we choose to do so i'm going to pause i know you said a short introduction that's going to last 10 minutes i think i've, I've i think i've overstayed me uh, my introduction bit there but <laughs> apologies yeah it's fine yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> no so that were that were brilliant mate yeah to be fair um you know it just seems like you really you had kind of that pivotal moment, and that's that's probably one uh, one one of the questions we normally ask is when did you have that kind of epiphany? Yeah, and uh, I'd probably would you say that that that's down to that moment there when you were sat outside the, the yes. hospice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can I can every time I can, I can see his chest. I think it's, it's when his chest raised. Yeah, that was that was the thing that kind of like was was the proper catalyst and the kick up the arse. And that was mm. that was the moment. But it's taken me two years from that moment to be able to actually understand how big that moment was. Yeah. Because I've been I've yeah. been learning about those three things. And when when I spoke about those so I, I did a eulogy at, at Chris's funeral and, and I spoke about them. But I spoke about those three things at a really high level and about what they meant for him. Mm. Um but I think I've been able to understand more about this this voice in your head and and all of that stuff and how all of that works and and actually the importance of trust and relationships and things. So it's taken me two years to understand those things. Yeah. But yeah, the actual moment of the, the the actual starting point was that 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 minute. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And that's that's such a strong driver, then, isn't it? Because it just you feel like you you're you're on the right path and like you say, authentically, that's. That's what you're, you've chosen to do and yeah, go if forward I'm, with. If I'm honest, Alex, right, my biggest regret um, in life is having to lose my best mate um, to have the kick up the arse to do what I wanted to do. Mm. And yeah. I'm in the process of writing, um, uh, I think I, I, uh, in October, I think I'm going to have a TEDx chat or TEDx talk in October. Oh, right. I and and I, where, I, where I share this story, but... and. What the working title of that at the minute is? You don't need a sob story to be successful. That's the working title at the minute because I want everybody to use that sob story. I want everybody to use the story of Chris to be the catalyst for them to do something amazing, for them to do more. So if people can learn from that, and if I can be able to translate those three things in a meaningful way to everybody that they resonate with. And that actually they grab hold of and go, okay, I, I need to always be myself. And this for me means this, this, and this. I need to make good friends, which means I need to close these gaps and, and work better at these things. And I need to stop procrastinating. I need to stop waiting. I need to just do some things now. Then that for me, if I can do that with Chris, um, then his, I, want his, I want his memory to outlive my life. That, that's success for me now. Uh, for two reasons. One, because he, he died at the age of 39, which is far too young. Um, and and because I don't want to grieve for him a second time. If I stop talking about him, who knows what might happen again? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I want to take it, I want to take his message because I fully believe in them and I want, I want to talk about it as often as possible because because I think they are so important for everybody. But I don't I don't want to stop talking about him because I'm completely driven with him. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's um 
Yeah, it's it's one of them. If you, you you listen to most people's stories, and everybody's got a a setback or a, a oh, I were down or out, but now I'm back because I, you know, I've been. And I think a lot of people use it as an excuse as well to go the other way. Yeah. Like you, you know, oh, my best mate's died. So I'm not doing that. No. And I, I think what this, what we're doing here with this podcast, with the people that we've had on, it's it's a, a good message for people to go. You know what? Yeah. You know, I've had a problem, but so has everyone else. Let's go and fucking bam. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that's the that's the whole point of a, a good story, like like yours with Chris, and and somebody could to listen to it and go, you know what? I'm going to take this upon myself to go and do something before. I have a sob story and then yeah. I have to really put myself into gear. Complete, that, completely. Yeah. That's completely. the whole point of it, I think. And if anyone's listening, I think that's the, 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 the takeaway from that is, is that not the sob story. It's the, it's the outcome of the sob story. The lessons, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Couldn't, agree, couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, and like I said, because that is my biggest regret, not learning from the lessons that I've had in the, the previous years and waiting till, till he closed his eyes for the final mm. time to actually start living my life. Yeah. If, 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 I can, if, if Chris's lessons can help anybody live a better life, then that is, is success. Yeah. yeah. That is complete yeah. success. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, yeah, um, the, uh, yeah the, the, free, the free lessons are... I was just, just, just taking them in while she was saying them, and I was just, like you say, re- resonating with them very well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, isn't it, when, you know... Your, your mentality changes when when you know that you you've not got much time left on on the earth or what have you. So yeah. it's you know like you say it's it's a it's a very big shame that it come to an end for Chris, but at the same time he's gone on to affect you in such a positive way and and you're and you're now spreading it to to the masses as well. So you know yeah. you, you know you could you can have regrets, can't you? But at the same time it's. Yeah, you wouldn't be doing what what you are doing now if it wasn't for that for that kind of time as well. Yeah, no, honestly, I think I, yes, and I've, I've thought about this a lot of times. Somebody somebody asked somebody asked me quite coldly um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. They said they said, "Would you rather be doing what you're doing now, or would you rather uh, would you rather be doing what you're doing now and um, and with the lessons?" Or would you rather be doing what you were doing and not have the lessons? And I said, I would rather be doing what I was doing and not have the lessons because Chris would have been with me. Mm. Um, so that's the ultimate. That, that would, but I am so grateful for having the opportunity for him to think about those things, really reflect on his life, consider mm. the things and come up with his stories, that, that this is the best outcome for the situation. Nobody can change what happened. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I, what, what I want to do is try to create the best outcome mm. for it. There was um, there was a guy. There's a guy called uh, Paul McGee, um, and he's he starts quoting this this formula: E plus R equals O. So events plus reaction equals outcome. Yes. And if we can treat, we can, there's not nothing we can do about events. All events just happen. Okay. Yeah. So those are kind of neutral. But the thing that we can influence is our reaction to those events, and yeah. it's our reaction that will determine whether it's a positive or negative outcome. Yeah. And I think if if more people thought like that, so like the car going like going in, pulling out in front of Chris, that's an event and different people would react in different ways and that would have a different outcome. But if mm. you just go, well, it doesn't really matter because you don't know what kind of day they're having, do you? You don't yeah. know. They might be rushing to a hospital, taking somebody there. Yeah. Um, so if you just 
if you just do what you do to react in a positive way by first always being yourself and thinking about that voice in your head, um, then that's that's the most positive thing that that can happen. Yeah, that's such an important one for me that because yeah. so actually I've got it listed as one of my questions that early. Funnily enough, uh, it's it's a quote that I saw in a you know Jack Canfield who wrote oh, the. Yes. Yeah, chicken, chicken soup, soup for the soul. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he came from that originally. Yeah, yeah, he's he's written a book called uh, the Success Principles, and it, it was it. Yeah, it, it, we're in that. Yeah, e e plus r equals o. Yes, and uh, ever since I listened to that book, and you just think that you, like you say, you can't control what happens, but you can control how you react to it. And just a simple little phrase like that makes you just reevaluate everything. Yeah, mm. you, know, you, you know, you walk, you walk past the table and stub your toe. Like a year ago, I'd be like, "Fucking oh, you bastard! Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hate my life." Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but now I just I just go, huh? Yeah, huh, that's a shame. Crack yeah. on. You know, it's just little things like that. It is com- completely, but it's different for everybody, though, isn't it? Because it's like um, it those th- the, Chris's three things and then that formula are really simple to say out loud. Yeah, uh, but they're not easy to do. No, no, they're not easy yeah. to do. So for the fact that you're you're internalising that, Alex, I think is a credit to you. But a lot of other people would still you can you can tell. I mean, I, I tell the missus all the time. E plus R equals O. I don't think there's no need to react like that to me. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but that doesn't that doesn't work. That no. doesn't work. So it, it's yeah. it's simple to say, but not that easy to do. Is what I'm finding. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all. I think we all have that problem. <laughs> Is there a story you want to share there, Craig? No story from me. <laughs> she listens to the podcast. I will not be saying any stories from my side. <laughs> oh dear. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I just want to take it a bit back to your, your childhood, Lee. You're talking yeah. about you had, you had, you know, really bad like confidence issues, and that's something you, you teach now in your business. Um so I'm just intrigued. Like, how how do you advise people to become more confident? Then, so confidence is an is an individual is an individual thing. So, and it, it's come actually. So, from Chris's lesson of always being yourself, and my studying of that, and the mm. thoughts drive behaviour. And then, when I've been reflecting on my life, and then, and I, and I do this thing where I, I go, I ask people to consider a situation, and then, so they might be, they might not like. Um, um, public speaking or they might not like uh, speaking out in a, in a team meeting or something and I ask them to go we go through a process but then the, the last step of the process is before you're asked to speak what's the voice in your head saying to you before what's the voice in your head saying to you during and what's the voice in your head saying to you after so before it might be like oh I'm going to forget all my words or my palms are going sweaty I'm going bright red and during it's going everybody's looking at me um, oh, I forgot to say that. And then afterwards, it's going, thank God that's over with and all of those things. Yeah. So you're in kind of a feedback loop. There's, you're saying these things to yourself. So it's no wonder that you're going bright red, you're going sweaty, you're forgetting your words and all of that stuff because mm. you're, you're in this feedback loop. So first things first, I would ask people, I would get people to consider what's that voice in your head saying to you before, during and after the situation you want to be more comfortable in or confident in. And then I've got this, this thing called... Um, the Q for confidence, which is basically uh, C for, stands for uh, comfort, U stands for understanding, and E stands for effort. So I, I go, okay, if you want to be more um, confident in a particular situation, what's your level of comfort out of 10 of that situation currently? 
Uh, and then they'll score it. What's your level of understanding of what good looks like or what you need to do? Score it out of 10. And what's your level of effort at trying to improve uh, how you are in that? And then when they score those three things out of 10, if they want to improve the level of comfort, and that might score like a three or a four or whatever, then what can you do to break that situation down? So just do a little bits of it rather than the whole thing. So to try to become more comfortable at more parts, or smaller parts. Level of understanding, can, do you, is there anything that you can, is there anybody you can see that does it already? Is there anybody you can watch that does it already? Are there any experts that do that? Do you know what you need to do? And so it's about understanding and building that. And then level of effort, is that brushing your teeth with the opposite hand? Can you do something to move towards it rather than waiting for two weeks until you do the next thing? What can you do now to make a small step? So, I think I'm a big advocate of thinking drives behavior, but something with confidence, there's got to be action that, mm. that, that goes with it as well. So it's, you've got to be more confident. You need to think differently and do differently. And only by doing those two things, can you be more confident? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a, like a whistle stop to really quick thing of what we do, but it's confidence is individual. There's some people that are happy to jump out of a plane at 15,000 feet that won't stand on stage. There's some people that are, um, that are happy to pick up the phone and ring up for a takeaway. And there's some people that aren't happy to pick up the phone and ring for a takeaway. You know what I mean? So it's such an individual thing based on experience and based on the voice in your head that that just by, you need to ask yourself those questions to start the thinking process or to start thinking differently about those things. Um, yeah. Did that answer your question, Alex? I'm not... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah, so... Some great little tips there. I'll just have that, that, that's some practical advice, you know, for people who might be listening, who, who might be struggling with confidence. And, mm. you know, we can all can all learn stuff from that as well. So, yeah, I think great, confidence is, is such an individual thing that it mm. means something different for everybody. Like I said, yeah. so I've, I've skydived at 15,000 feet now, but I wouldn't jump off a wall when I was younger. I, I used to DJ in front of hundreds and hundreds of people when i say dj as well i just need to caveat that with i used to stand there with a microphone going that was this is i'm not one of those people who match beats and stuff not that type of dj <laughs> that's what i used to do like oh did you yeah 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 i did it yeah or a beat matcher well yeah oh, so you were, you were a proper dj as opposed to me that was like i always remember actually um i i, I dj'd in a competition at the orange grove in manchester it's a, stu- a student part of manchester yeah. and um and and i remember turning up it was sponsored by budweiser and i, I walked i walked through the door with a couple of my mates and it said like our first up dji second up dj something else and third up lee horton i was like oh dear i wish i'd have come up with a dj name for this anyway so i, I, I turned up i went in and dj ice was playing honestly um matching the beats and stuff and it's like uh, it was like really really good really technically brilliant at what he was doing um dance floor was empty it was early night in a student pub and then second <laughs> dj second dj come up and it was like a, um, a hip-hop dj matching the beats perfectly and stuff yeah. like that couple of people dancing and then third up lee horton stood up there and uh and i looked around and i thought there's there's it's just students um so i just played some really old music started taking the mick out of everybody over the microphone, filled the dance floor, won the competition. DJ Ice and DJ Wapley Wap Wap were not very happy with me, um, <laughs> but I won the competition. So I, I don't know why I digress there. But yeah, so it's not all, all about the, uh, the beat matching. It's, uh, it's about understanding, it. the, understanding the crowd, isn't it, as Re- well? Reading, yeah. reading the room, mate, yeah. Reading that's, the room, yeah. That's what it's all about, yeah. You can be the best technical whiz in the world, but if you can't read a room, then you're, you're no good. So well done, Mike. 
Yeah, th- th- thank you very much. I, I think that's yeah. that's, the, that's the quote of the uh, the last hour so far. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, mate. So, well, me DJing's probably another another episode. Bill, maybe we'll speak about that another day. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but this is about Lee. Um, I just wanted to share, mate, because we've got one of your books here. Oh, you have, yeah. For ones that, for ones that can't see, it's called "It's All About Jack." Um, this is how I know you actually, Lee. Just to yeah, just to explain, like my my lovely sister Louisa Dent. Um, she's done all the illustrations for this book, I believe, and she did. Yeah, that, she that, she made I... that book. She brought that book to life, really, with yeah, the illustrations. Yeah. I, I love I love what she did because um, the the whole reason why I started writing children's books was so about four or five years ago. I was sat with my boy and I was reading him a bedtime story, and I was like, this this story doesn't rhyme. There's no moral to it. Mm. And I don't, I don't really, I don't really like the the story. There's not, he's not learning anything. So I thought I'm going to put, I'm going to try this, give it a whirl. Mm. Um, and then, so I did. And, I'll, and that's been me, that's been my premise ever since. Is this, am I teaching them something? Um, does it rhyme or loosely rhyme? Because when I, when I read them, they rhyme in my head because I've got an accent. <laughs> so if you read it with, if you read it with a Lancashire accent, the books make perfect sense. Um, yeah. The book on the, <laughs> the book on the hook. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so does it rhyme? Do they learn something? Um, and and is it enjoyable? That's the that's the kind of thing that I've tried to do. So yeah, so four, four or five books later, the fifth one, uh, expertly illustrated by your sister, yeah. and that really is about mindset. Um, yeah. so, and and the books as well, they kind of illustrate my journey um, through understanding it. So this is the most that's the most complex thing message that I've tried to get across. Cause I think what's really important, I think it was Einstein that said it. If you can't explain something simply, um, you, uh, you don't really understand it very well. Or he said something like that. I, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I, I can't believe I just quoted Einstein with a Charlie accent and, and put it all wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's what I'm trying to do. So if, if this mindset thing and the power of thoughts, driving behavior and always being yourself, if I can write a children's book with those messages in, then I'm trying to demonstrate how well I know that. And, and if I can get my kids, if I if that allows me to have a conversation with my kids about actually in your head, there's little voices and you control those little voices. And and if you want to do something, you just tell yourself that you want to do it. Then that's that's why I've done it. Because yeah. I want to I want to be able to have those conversations with my kids yeah. about yeah. about those things. Because I think yeah. the sooner people learn that, the more that the, the better chance that they've got of uh, of succeeding. Mate, yeah, absolutely. I I had a read of the book and I just thought thought it was brilliant. Excuse Thanks me. Very much. <coughs> Excuse me. I've got something in my throat there. Oh, I, I thought you were choking. Yeah. I, I thought know, you were yeah. a little bit emotional, then, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really touched me. No, no, it was brilliantly. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. Um, I was just thinking, you know, if 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 I'd have read something like that when I was younger, I think, you know, you give yourself a much better chance, don't you? Because I was trying to understand, like you say, it's about the voices in your head and stuff. And I've only started, you know, uh, consciously thinking about this maybe, what, two, two three years ago or something. So yeah. it's so yeah. important, mate. And yeah, just the fact that a, a little uh, pattern I'm noticing with yourself is, you experience something in your life and you kind of, it sets off a bit of a fire inside of you and, and you sets you off on a bit of a mission. And, and that's, that's where the best work is, is done in, in, in the world really, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Comes no, from that yeah. really deep driven sort of purpose. Yeah. Com- completely. And I think it's, 
that that purpose word, I think is a really interesting one as well. Because if you'd asked me two years ago what my purpose was, I would have given you a slightly different one. It's it's always been about oh, I want to I want to create stuff that I want to I want to help my great great grandkids learn. And so that's I will never meet them, but if I can create things that help them learn, which is why the children's books and stuff, then yeah. that was what my purpose was. But now it's it, I've taken it to a I think I've taken it to a different a slightly different place because it's it's still I still want those kids great great grandchildren to to learn from but i want them to learn those three lessons of chris because i think those are the fundamental um success factors for for everybody mm. yeah for everybody yeah. yeah yeah nice definitely yeah i mean i've got two young kids and uh i think you don't, you don't look old enough <laughs> yeah yeah my my mate well he goes nine on saturday actually my my eldest so wow um yeah nine and six um so yeah that's uh Greg's only 16. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm a little bit older than that. 30 years old, I am. <laughs> but yeah, I try to teach them just certain things at the moment. And it's 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 tough at the moment watching them homeschool. Well, te- yeah. homeschooling and then watching them do stuff online is just... You can see they're like, I just don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to yeah. be at school and they want to build relationships because I think that's a massive part of being at school is is relationships mm. building and watching them go, are my friends there? No, this is yeah. boring. And then it's like, oh God, it's just trying to get them into a rhythm and a routine, right? And then I'm trying to teach them stuff and they're looking at me like, shut up. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They just want to go and play and be with their mates and then understand and, and have fun, but... It's just hard at the moment for him, oh, I think. It is. It is. And I always remember picking them up when I was allowed to pick them up from school, but when they were allowed to go to school, um, asking them what they've what they done today. Yeah. Uh, and they go, oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. And that was the standard answer because they don't want to talk about that. Or it's not this, the question isn't specific enough for them to answer. Yeah. So what, what I do now with my kids every, every single morning, and I've done this now for about a year, is we'll sing a little, I'm going to say sing a little song, but um, we, we, <laughs> we, we basically say to each other, I'm happy, I'm myself, and I always do my best, right? So every, And then we, then we go, whoo, at the end of it. So every morning when I leave for work or whatever, we've got, I'm happy, I'm myself, and I always do my best, whoo, right, that's what we do. And then when I, fin- when I finish work and I'll go home, I'll go, how happy were you today? Um, have you been yourself today? Or have you not been yourself? And have you done your best? Because I think if I can get them me two little ones to always be happy or recognize that they always need to be happy always be themselves they don't understand what that means yet mm. um which is the reason for the for that um, all about jack book and then if they always try the best then i think that's the platform that's the platform for them but that allows me to ask them those three questions could we start the day with it um mm. yeah so I, I don't know why i've shared that but i, but I think that's yeah. simple asking really specific questions yeah um yeah. definitely helps that's nice yeah. No, it's a, I mean, you just said it. I don't know why you shared it, but I think it's a good in the things you've talked about in terms of platform um, and stuff you've talked about earlier, just impacting it on kids and then, you know, like grandkids and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not there yet. I, I hope not. Anyway, yeah. like a long, years. Long, long, years. long time for that, but just impact, <laughs> just, you know, wanting them to learn from, from what we're doing basically, you know, and, and, mm. and so it's just, you know, yeah, I think it's a good thing to share that we can we can learn ourselves, but then we can also try and teach others and, yeah. and by doing it. And um, 
So that's the whole point of of why we do these talks. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. going back to what we talked about before, it's just this is the whole reason why we do it, so we can teach others. Yeah, you know, we'll teach ourselves, but we we'll teach others at the same time. Yeah, um, no, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Good on you. I yeah, I I heard a, a lovely little quote um, a couple of days ago. Actually, I've I've not got kids myself yet, lads. But um, ah, you're I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know that like, you know, you know about Alex. That, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, El. Yeah, Jess, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I heard a lovely little quote, and it, it, it talking about you know your, your kids, and it's um, give it, give them wings, but also give them roots. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, give your children roots and wings. So it's like. You know, give them the power to go and do whatever they want, but always have the the roots, so you know they can always come back to you. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that because the, the the first thing that I thought of when you said that actually was was those Chris's three lessons. So with those, those are I think those are the roots that I want to leave behind for people. Yeah. But to, but to do whatever they want with them, so they're not prescriptive in yeah. terms of you not you need to be like this, you need to be like that. It's it's open. Um, so yes, no. So if you don't mind, I might borrow that actually. Mate, go for it. I just heard it. I'm not trademarking it or anything. So go go yeah. for it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, good. I like that. Yeah. No, thanks, Alex. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's good. Um, just while we're on the, the 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 education sort of subject, uh, like I mean, we could we could go down another rabbit hole in you know in terms of the whole education system and stuff, but uh, we won't we won't go there on this chat. Um, but if you could add one subject into the school cur- curriculum, what would it be and why? Yeah, so this homeschooling has been a right education um, because I would remove year three uh, maths and uh, 2D and 3D shapes from the because uh, uh, that's, blo- that's blown my mind. Uh, I would remove that and I would replace it with, um, I would replace with, with, that might the mindset thing i think it's i think it's got to be so 100%. not not about neuroplastic not like neuroplasticity and, and the, like neurons and all of that stuff but i would make i would make kids watch in the film inside out or i would make kids watch um the new disney one soul and, yeah. and stuff like that still still not watch that have you not no it's good no, it's good it. It, yeah it's good so because i think or kung fu panda yeah. but not not watch it for the story but watch it for the the, the hidden meanings behind yeah. it and some, some of the absolute gems that are dropped about the, the power of the mindset or power of the mind and all of those things, I would definitely try to teach kids that through through that way yeah. as well. But yeah. I, 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 when I watched Soul, I watched it with my two kids and uh, I kept pausing it all the way through going, what did he mean by that? What did, <laughs> so, I mean, the kids hated the film because I stopped <laughs> it every two minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. but only because I was like, this is, this is amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I think if you can do that and, and get those things across, that's that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah. mindset yeah. and money, I think, are the two things. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, yeah, that's it, a brilliant answer. I think we. What's the word I'm looking for? I think a lot of people don't understand that kids are so emotional, and they are scared to talk about their emotions. Like we as adults now, we talk a lot about mental health and men's health and and all this kind of stuff. And we're scared to talk about it, but I think it become, it's a problem for children at the moment. Yeah. Uh, My my little boy, I see it every day. He's like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Like he can't understand what's wrong with him. And I think we need to 
as adults and as a school educational system, I think we need to do more um, for for those children in yeah. terms of growing up. Because at the moment it is, yeah, let's do relationships. And then maths, it's like, oh, what's two add two? And it's like, well, okay, that's good. But then how do I deal with my, like, you know, I'm struggling with talking to people. Oh, I, I can't help you with that. But what's two plus two? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, all right, okay. All right, right, I'll just go and add up then. Fine. Yeah, no, you know I'm what I mean. Really it's, important, and it goes back to you with with being a shy child. Like I, as a child, um, was total opposite. I was, you know, the class clown, an idiot. But when it came to exams, I struggled massively because I was like, well, I don't, I can't read properly. But in an exam, it's like, ah, oh, so much pressure. I'll just write whatever, and then I failed most things. But if you listen or did something that was an activity type of thing, I'd be like, I'm perfect for this. I can do that. So I just, I think there's a problem and I don't think we understand it yet ourselves to be able to teach it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a struggle in that yeah. sort of sense, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, like Alex says, it's a whole different rabbit hole we could go down. Yeah. It gets me so, it, I'm quite passionate about it because I see it every day with my kids and I'm just like, oh, yeah. ah, it's frustrating. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, so, a, yeah. there's another quote there. Sorry, just to jump in. Um, it talks about don't judge, uh, don't judge your fish by its ability to climb a tree yeah definitely you know everyone learns in different ways but the school system is one way are you dumb yeah 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 yeah, i I felt like i was dumb when i left school you know some would some would probably still say i am now but i know that i'm not (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. everybody's different aren't they whether it's Mm. and everything is so individual uh confidence intelligence every everything and, and we, we need to appreciate that everybody is different mm. and and there's too many things you, you're trying to push down too many everybody's trying to push down the same funnels for, for everything yeah. without yeah. the appreciation of, of, of the difference yeah yeah, mm. yeah who'd, who'd have thought that we'd be talking about the education system after talking about djing straight in <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow it's got it all it's got it yeah. all this chat hasn't it something for everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, I just want well, just, just another little part on that. While we're on, I, have you uh, listened to Zig Ziglar, Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened to to his book, and it was uh, "See You at the Top." See you at the top, but, yeah, yeah, classic, absolutely brilliant. And it and he asked like a, a, his audience. He said, you know, when you're looking for a, a say a good employee or a good employer, what do you look for? What what qualities? And Nine out of ten of them listed, rather than a skill, they listed an attitude. Yeah. So, so they'd say, "I want them to be reliable, friendly, blah blah blah." And at the end of it, like nine out of ten was an attitude rather than a skill, and that mm. and that just proves, like, you know, what, what? Why don't we teach us kids how to have great attitudes and that yeah. side of it rather than these skills? Because skills can be taught. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So no, honestly, it's so so important because ultimately we're all people dealing with people. We're all humans dealing with humans, and and yeah. it's the attitude and and how we are, our behaviours and stuff that will make good friends. So just picking on Chris's second lesson, it's all the the attitudes and the behaviours and, and stuff that will allow that connection to take place. It's not your ability to 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 tell one shape for another mm. or to add two plus two. Is it? It's not. Mm. That's not it. It's about human connection. Yeah. 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 
Definitely. Right. So, um, let's Life just talk lessons about... going yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Proper going down, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so your podcast, Lee. You've oh, got yeah. you've got a podcast yourself. Just tell us a bit about that, mate. And uh, why why yeah. did you start it? So uh, okay, yeah, it's called Business Problem Solved, but it's um it's kind of transitioned really. So two reasons, two reasons. Why first reason I started it is is it came pretty soon after after Chris. So my business came pretty soon, and the podcast came pretty soon because that was the kick up the ass that I needed. Um, it started because I believe I'm a business problem solver as uh, as one of the core elements of business, and that's what I've been trained in for the last 15 years. So I thought, well, if I can talk to people about what I do and how I do it, then maybe I can help some people. But what it's turned into really is I don't I don't journal, I don't write stuff of what I've done, but if you listen to every single episode, there's 118 episodes now, I think, and if right. over the last two years, it's it's my journey because um every other week it'll just be me talking, sat in my pants in a hotel room about something. Um, <laughs> but then alternate weeks it's a it's an interview or a conversation with people. And what I've what but um you'll be able to talk to if, if you talk to anybody in my life at that point in time they will know that that is that that episode or that episode's coming because because i think it's just it's my journal for the last two years really i spoke yeah. about chrissy's lessons i've spoke about when i've had penny drop moments about chrissy's lessons or and and so my narrative has, has gone on over the last two years so when i look back and stuff it's just a log from mm. from from me really and if i can help anybody with it and it, sharing those lessons helps people then that's that's the ultimate exactly the same as reason that you two do this it's just yeah. to, to to learn yourselves and to help others yeah yeah isn't it yeah yeah. And, yeah and, exactly. and the fact that it's recorded and it's an asset and it's shared and stuff and it's always there then it's just that reference point for that'll stand the test of time as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's all timeless isn't it it's like you know real raw life lessons that uh Stand the yeah. test of time, like yeah, and yeah. we're leaving. Like to like to you know, like to think we're we're all leaving our own little uh, legacy in the form of these podcasts as well. Yeah, mm. completely. So, yeah, completely. It's nice. We're doing good things. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> and you, Lee. All uh, of us. Yeah, we we are. We are. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, no, yeah, it's not. Thank you, mate. Like again, uh, again. Thanks for thanks for coming on, mate. It's been, yes. been great great to chat with you. Uh, we've just got a few. Little trademarky questions to to finish on, mate. If that's all right. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, so could you give us a fact about you that most people won't know? Huh. So so most of your list listeners will so they'll know that I've now uh, I've now DJed, but they won't have realised that I DJed for eighteen months dressed as a monkey in uh, in a town centre pub in Bolton. In in fact, actually. Um, <laughs> This this was my monkey outfit. It's not <laughs> this this won't work on audio. But I dressed for eighteen months working uh, working in Yates in Bolton, um, in, in in that monkey outfit. So that, that's one thing. Um, yeah, was that was that uh, was that's that all right? That's good. That yeah. All right, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. All, all, all I'm thinking in my head is how is he? How is he? You know, how is he? You know, when you crossfading, is it that Alex? How are you doing that with your monkey hands? Yeah, you don't, yeah, I wasn't that DJ. Really, it, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was none just holding the mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just read the room well, didn't you? That was it. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, right. So for the eighteen months, Febreze was my best friend in that monkey suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Oh god, I know how warm you get, mate. Well, can imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so the next question is if you could invite anyone into this chat um who would it be and why oh right okay so before, the instant answer that came to my head then would be chris yeah. um but but only only because but he would he would he would be here now and he would he would say stop bloody to- or words to this effect stop bloody talking about me because because he just thought he was an ordinary bloke who worked at Leyland Trucks mm. um, he was like stop making a fuss um, but I would I would love for him to see the opportunities that or the the help that he's providing for for other people so that would be my, my first answer yeah um, but the person another person I would love Jurgen Klopp. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because I think yeah. just there's so many questions that I would love to ask him and understand him because he's such a, an amazing. Um, for just picking on Chris's feet, he's always he always appears to be himself. Whether mm. he's whether he's got a player, whether it's the, somebody in the press, or whether it's um, yeah, his his team around him, he always makes good friends with them. Mm. Um, and then times like he always make, seems to make the right decisions at the right time, like the, the Milner thing at uh, the at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I saw that when he came off and 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 stuff. So he make, he makes the right right informed decision. So I think he lives those three things. Mm. And I, and yeah, and I, yeah. So for a whole host of reasons, Jurgen Klopp and uh, and and Chris. Yeah, oh, it'd be a it'd be a all round scouse Zoom call, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. With all, all five of us in here, yeah. Yeah, with, with not a single Scouse accent. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, mate? Yeah. yeah. It, it, there's no end to your talents, Alex, is there? <laughs> I, I always try and do it, you know, if, if someone says, oh, why are you a Liverpool fan? And I said, oh, I was born there, mate. And, uh, yeah, convinced quite a few people with it, to be fair. Yeah, I can see Until that. Until the other thick Yorkshire accent, follow it straight after. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Right, cool. Um, just to finish on, Lee, just, you know, finish on, on a high note, um, you know, to anyone that's starting the journey, um, you know, thinking of con- taking control of their life, Lee, um, what, what sort of final advice would you have for someone who's just starting out? Um. I guess I'll go back to that. The, some of the confidence stuff I said before. I go if there's a, if there's a situation that you don't feel very comfortable or confident in, just have a think about it and and think what's that voice in your head saying to you before, during, and after, and then really consider whether that's going to come true or not. Because it more often than not it doesn't come true, and mm. and anybody can do anything, and it just starts with those with thinking and doing stuff different. Mm. Um, so I, th- I think anything's possible. Um, but it starts with this 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 voice in your head. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good. Excellent, mate. Right. Brilliant. And uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a good we've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, brilliant. mate. It's been a great chat. And uh, you know, hopefully people listening can take a lot from it as well. Yeah, yeah no, honestly, it's been an absolute more... pleasure to chat with you. I've, I've loved I've uh, loved this. And, and I will also say that to you when we stop recording as well. So it's uh yeah. <laughs> that's authentic, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, perfect. But no, thanks for the opportunity to chat with you. It's been it's been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. top man. Thanks, Lee. Take care, mate. Cheers. Just a quick shout to our sponsor, the Turmeric Co. We've started working with these guys recently. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, myself and Craig were, were actually taking the shots before we teamed up with those guys. Absolutely amazing for, for recovery. Um, there's loads of health benefits to the little turmeric shots and they're very tasty as well. Um, 
so they're full of antioxidants the source of vitamin c and b6 it results in a healthy immune system and also supports digestion as well so yeah we, we did say that we wanted to work with a with a company that we we genuinely believe in and we do believe in their product and we uh continue to use it daily so uh yeah uh, if you want to try the shots you can um head to the show notes we've got a 10 percent off discount for all of our listeners so you just got to follow the link and then hit the code in tsmm10 at checkout and uh yeah go get your shots thanks for listening to another inspiring self-made story and we hope you enjoyed the show we would be very grateful if you could kindly leave us a review as it will help us impact a wider audience you can do this on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to reach out on the socials, find us across all platforms using at the Self Made Minds Podcast. See you next time, and happy success making.